I'm Ron Gitter, and this is Truth Be Told. Okay, students, it's time for a pop quiz. What do the words fast, easy, simple, cooperation, and certainty have in common? Believe it or not, they don't apply to a co-op or a condo transaction. Now, why would I say that? Well, things have gotten a lot more complicated these days, and the so-called simple real estate transaction has ceased to exist, at least as far as I'm concerned. So, because things have gotten more complicated, the only way to deal with the complexity is to adopt a series of rules that you're going to apply when you're buying or selling an apartment, no matter what. And of course, there are always going to be exceptions to the rule, but considering that the average buyer of a co-op or condo apartment can't afford to make a mistake, in most cases, it's going to make a lot of sense to apply these rules. So let's talk about the first rule of reason. When you are signing a contract that includes a financing contingency, always include a funding contingency. So for starters, when you have a mortgage contingency, if you apply for the loan in good faith and the bank for any number of reasons turns you down, you're going to be able to get your deposit back. So what actually happens when you go through the process and the bank issues a commitment letter? Well, that commitment letter is going to contain a number of conditions that you, the borrower, and other parties are going to have to satisfy before the bank will actually complete their underwriting and make the loan. Now, one of the significant conditions that will always appear on that commitment letter is the bank's approval of the co-op or condo in which you're buying the apartment. So even though you've gotten a pre-approval letter, which we've talked about on another podcast, the bank will also need to approve the financial wherewithal of the co-op or condo that you're buying an apartment in. Now, it gets tricky because that approval by the bank of the co-op or condo usually does not take place for a number of weeks after the commitment is actually issued. So think about the time frame. It's going to take you 30 or 45 days to get a commitment and then once that commitment is issued, you will not know for another two or three weeks, perhaps longer, whether or not your particular bank is going to approve the co-op or condo in which you're buying your apartment. That's why we like to include something that we call a funding contingency. Now, what exactly is it? Well, what the funding contingency says is that in the event 
that after the issuance of a commitment, the bank does not approve the co-op or condo for a variety of reasons. It's finances, insurance coverages, outstanding litigation, and the bank will not make the loan and is, and is withdrawing the commitment. And that withdrawal has nothing to do with the borrower's finances. Then the borrower can cancel the contract. So why do we care about this? Well, there can be situations where a commitment letter is issued and after a number of weeks, despite the efforts of the borrower's attorney to clear the conditions, the bank is not comfortable with the co-op or condo and will elect to withdraw its commitment. Now, when that happens, as you can imagine, the seller is not too pleased. And you do not want to get into a battle with the seller after that event takes place because the seller may claim that after the commitment is issued, whether or not the bank goes through with the loan is the borrower's problem. This is an important issue for the borrower. It's essential that it's included in the contract. And in my view, a borrower should not go forward unless the seller agrees not only to give the financing contingency, but to give the funding contingency as well. That's all I have on this at the moment.